0: Hey, gang, Wonder Rob here. And Shop's here, too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network.
1: Visit geeksotospeak.com for our full podcast lineup.
0: Welcome back. For another episode of the Sandbox Gamers Podcast, level eight this time. Thanks so much for joining us. We're a video game podcast where three vidiots meet weekly to talk about what we're playing and what's in the news. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live. Well, semi-live from Southern California. And on the line with me are two of my bestest friends in the whole wide world. We've got Vactor. Yeah and the always angry Jeff W. Hey, yo. (laughs) If this is your first time listening to us, well, hey, do us a solid, do us a kindness. Why don't you subscribe in whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on? And while you're at it, check your platform, because if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, did you know you could leave us a nice review and rating? And if you did that, I'll tell you what. It helps us out. We A uh, review would go a long way, and we greatly appreciate it. We're a brand new podcast. We're a small podcast. We're not the DLCs. We're not the filthy casuals. We're the sandbox gamers, and we're growing. So every little bit helps. We appreciate it. Yeah. And since we appreciate it, We're going to give you a reward because we know you're going to do it. So here's your reward you're getting 90 so minutes ish of gaming goodness. We're going to be talking all about all the latest news. We're going to be talking about the video games we've been playing this week, including Lego Star Wars, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragons Keep, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Maybe we're going to talk Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and more. (laughs) So, again, thank you for joining us. Now, a tradition on the sandbox gamers podcast before we get into all the video game news we like to have a get to know you topic because we are like i said a brand new video game podcast and you want to get to know us don't you so what's this week's get to know you video topic hopefully it has something to do with video games let's see it sure does it says this week's topic is Favorite fast food hamburger. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. The classic video game trope. Mm. Yes. Fast food hamburgers. Yes, yes. So let's start with Jeffrey W. Jeff, yeah. what is your favorite fast food hamburger?
2: So just a little history on this, Rob, because I know you, you're you just not privy to this information. Uh, we were calling a uh, vector earlier pre pre recording. Uh, you know he likes to gaslight situations,
1: uh, and so my lie. Discord. Let's go. My
2: Discord server had how long was it, Vactor? like a two week debate about the ranking of Sounds burgers right. and people trying them. So Vactor knows this is a topic that I. Uh, I think I just factor I think your opinion is pretty good. There are a couple people on our Discord that you know. I highly disagree with their Whataburger <laughs> taste and whatnot. But um, the question is, do does like Five Guys or Shake Shack count in this yes. or no? Yes.
0: Well, does Shake Shack have a drive-thru and does Five Guys have a drive-thru? They don't. They don't. Then is it fast food?
1: That's what I mean. Mm. Right, because if right. I'm if, changing the topic. What is your favorite hamburger? What is okay, your favorite there you place go. to get okay. a hamburger? Is, it's Shake Shack, and
2: there's not really a close second. I'd probably say like Shake Shack, In and Out, if I'm going to go with like a drive-through option. Mm-hmm. Are my are my favorites? Um, Five Guys used to be pretty high on that list, but I like Shake Shack more. Uh, and I'll eat anything from Shake Shack. Uh, is how much I like them. I'll eat the chicken, anything they got. Uh, you know, Whataburger is trash. Is my? because <laughs> I, I think it's bad, and maybe Arizona has bad ones. I've heard that claim, but I don't believe it. I think it's all sure <laughs> true. The patty melt there's pretty good, but uh, I mean, if we're rank, if we're going off like drive through, I think In and Out's pretty pretty high up there. I like Wendy's too. I, I'd rank Wendy's high a factor. I know you don't.
1: Um, I used to work at Wendy's when I was a freshman in college. Yeah, and. and
2: Or go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I got
1: to tell. Well, I told Rob this many times, many years ago. Mm. Don't ever get the chili at Wendy's because all it is is the recycled hamburger meat that they couldn't sell from two weeks ago, chopped up, Mm. boil it, mash it, stick it in a stew, and it's (laughs) yuck. They don't (laughs) clean the utensils, they don't wash the dishes. Mm. It's all nasty. Sounds like fast food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when you don't know how they make the sauce, you know, you're, everything yeah. is fine. You're having yeah. a ball. You're, you're popping back milkshakes and hamburgers left and right until you mm. work there and you yeah. see what goes on behind closed doors. Then you don't want any part of that.
3: Mm.
2: <laughs> I will say one other, one other addition to mine, I would put McDonald's higher than most. I think, mainly because of the consistency, because I can go anywhere and get that, and uh, it's going to pretty much taste the same. Like, it's
1: not going to be too wildly different. I was thinking about that. In general, I think that's the appeal of fast food, that you can go to any location and, oh, okay, I know what a Wendy's burger is going to taste like. I know what mm -hmm. Taco Bell is going to taste like. You can go to a different state, you know, even... Yeah. Some of these you can go to different countries and get McDonald's or Taco Bell Burger King. So I think that's the universal appeal of fast food besides the fact that it's you can get it quick. Um you can you know the, the taste, you know what you're going to get.
2: And um I don't want to answer for you Vector, but your answer is whatever's on T-Mobile Tuesday no, for that's that not week, true. whatever whatever That's whatever's not my cheap, favorite. Whatever the deal is. That's
1: what I'm eating. <laughs>
2: That is mean it's
1: my favorite. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: I
2: will yeah. be
1: getting whatever's on T-Mobile Tuesday. That's right. Sure. Oh, my
0: gosh. You know, I don't really have a favorite fast food burger these days because I'm, in general, and this is going to sound like blasphemy because Vactor has known me for a really long time. <laughs> and we've eaten quite a few fast food meals in our mm. friendship. But I'm sort of getting tired of fast food lately. I, it's just, I don't know, something about it's just not really appealing to me anymore maybe um, my taste is changing maybe i'm finally just getting tired of eating the same things over and over mm, again or mm-hmm. something but there's lately it's just not my cup of tea that being said if i were going back to in general how i used to feel like uh, you can't go wrong with a big mac you know
3: mm-hmm. no pickles
0: extra onions. that's how i would do it wow. uh the the uh what is it? The son of the Baconator at Wendy's.
3: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: that was one. in and out is fine, but you know how I like my In-N-Out burgers? I'll go in there and I'll say, give me the Flying Dutchman. That's usually my go-to secret menu item. And I know neither one of you know what that is, so you just Google it and mm. you'll see. <laughs>
1: it's,
0: I'll tell you, fine. It's- is it
1: safe for work?
0: Yes. No, the flying Dutchman is is the burger minus the onions, the tomatoes, the lettuce, the sauce, and the buns. What? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so just, there's yeah. It's just the meat and cheese,
1: maybe <laughs> eat, eat the receipt. Yeah.
0: Ooh. <laughs> this guy's saying the meat and ooh, the cheese. Come you on. You gotta have You're
1: the toppings. You gotta have the pickles. You gotta have the onions. Nah, nah, I'm nah, looking nah, at nah. all the secret hacks here.
0: But you know, a Shake Shack burger is pretty good. I haven't had Shake Shack in a while because there's no Shake Shacks in the immediate area oh, uh, where I live. Um, and Ooh. what Whataburger used to have a good burger. It was a sweet and spicy burger uh, where it had a sweet and spicy jam, I think it was. I really liked that one. But really what makes Whataburger good, and I'm going out on a limb here, the, the thing that makes it good is the jalapeno ranch that's Mm. right it goes on anything boys i got three jars in my cabinet right now as a matter of (laughs) fact
3: okay Uh,
0: yeah 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 that's right so i know i didn't really answer the question but to be (laughs) fair the the question wasn't even video game related
1: yeah it is because (laughs) when you play video games and you get hungry the first thing you crave is electrolytes, and then right after that, the next thing you crave is hamburgers. So you got your controller in one hand, uh huh, and then you got your mm-hmm. hamburger.
0: You got your burger in the other,
1: in the other hand.
0: Keep on playing and keep on burgering. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: that's mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> mm.
0: My man plays video games with <laughs> while he's eating <laughs> cereal,
1: <laughs> and while he's
0: eating burgers. That's the true factor way.
1: Saturday mornings or every other day of the week. So Saturday mornings are for cereal. Every other day of the week is for hamburgers. And my favorite burgers, it's a tie between Mm In-N-Out, Smash Burger, The Habit Burger, and Shake Shack. It's a tie between all of those good knees. Wow. And And I also like to try... Anytime I go to a restaurant that I've never been to before, the first thing I look for, what's the burger situation? What what type of hamburgers mm-hmm. they got here?
0: See, yeah. I do the same thing. That's usually how I would judge a new restaurant because I said I was sick of fast food, but I'm not sick of burgers. So if I go to a new restaurant, like I'm all about that burger life. Give me that. Give oh, me that juicy burger. Actually,
1: hmm. that brings up a good point, Rob. I went to Zinburger over the weekend and Zinburger actually might be my favorite. They had this new so they had uh they had like a Burger of the Month cl- club or whatever and they've they've had Bruce Lee for a while. So I was getting the Bruce Lee. But just now, this past weekend I went and they had a new one called the Chuck Norris. And that one is now my favorite hamburger. It had onion rings mm-hmm. on it, which anytime there's onion rings on a burger, like the what's it Western bacon cheeseburger Carls Jr. Yeah, yeah. The rodeo burger, at Burger King. Anytime there's onion rings on a burger, that's the way to my heart. But this Chuck mm. Norris burger, Jeff, you got to try it. This is brand new. It wasn't at Zen Burger last time you had it. Mm. This is the one. This is this is the Jeff W's kiss of
2: hamburgers. Any, anytime you mention uh, Carl's Jr., I can only think about this. Is like the first weekend. You know, it was the second week I was in Arizona because I remember where I was staying, and uh, there was a. Uh, There's a Carl's Jr. right outside of where I was staying, and uh, me and uh, my roommate who came out here with me, uh, we go to Carl's Jr. Oh, this is on Chandler, yeah. It's empty. Well, I wasn't going to name the spot because I was going (laughs) to tell you the story about them having a rat inside the uh, (laughs) restaurant, which is great uh, because the, the guy came in there and was like, Hey, I know there's a rat in here, and we were trying to be nice. We're like, oh, I didn't know what it was. I thought I saw something, and then he just laughed at me, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you got more rats in here than fucking Chuck E. Cheese, and you're trying to be like, you know, treat me like the asshole. Mm. Like, give me, like, it comp me the meal, right? You know what I mean? Like, or I'll tell everybody in the line outside. <laughs> yeah.
3: What's that? I was like, I, I thought know. I saw something. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Winners it,
1: in the background.
2: It, there's rats. There's rats at restaurants. You know, it should uh, be pretty standard. Not the ones I
1: go to, Jeff. Not inside, but,
2: but like outside. You know. Not it. only
1: did it have onion rings, it had so it's a, it's a Kobe beef patty, mayonnaise, oh. barbecue sauce, cheddar cheese, bacon, onion rings, and coleslaw. This burger was very good, boys. So get the I Chuck with you Norris. The, I was with you till the coleslaw, but yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, e- I don't like coleslaw either. But it was good on the burger. So those are my favorite hamburgers to to eat while I'm playing video games, Rob. See how it all ties together Mm. into video games. That's the way to do it.
0: I suppose. And, hey, listeners, what's your favorite hamburger? Why don't you leave it in a review on Apple Podcasts (laughs) or Spotify? Just tell us. Don't even even rate the (laughs) podcast. Or, excuse me, rate the podcast, but don't leave a review. Just say, "Um, I like the triple cheeseburger at McDonald's.
3: Yeah. And just and leave and that.
0: Out. And we'll give you we'll give you the shout out on the show. I wonder what next week's topic's gonna be, and I wonder if it's gonna be anything to do with video games. It is. Oh. Just like every week. <laughs> All right, just like every week. Okay. Also, just like every week, it's time to dive into the latest video game news. So I'm gonna hand over the podium to Vactor. Tell us what's been going on this week in video game news.
1: Well, Epic finally launched the Unreal Five engine. After Mm -hmm. that Matrix demo that we got in December, and this is after nearly two years um, after the first announcement that Unreal Engine Five was coming, you can now download it. Rob and I did it. I downloaded it through the Epic Store. I have no idea
3: what are you doing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, they've given you the tools to create your own game. You can actually use the engine and make a game if you wanted to jeff mm-hmm. but i don't know how to program i don't know how to make a game yeah. so See,
2: you I, can always do that with the unreal games through epics launcher you can always okay. or unreal engine yeah you could always you always could download it they um the way that system works is if you develop a game and you start making over a certain amount of money like once you start like really making money with the game that's when Epic stand, you know, comes in and then they start to take percentages from you for what you're doing. It's kind of like what happened with uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, once they started making enough money, then they're feeding into Epic. Epic's taking their portion of it. Um So you could always download it from there and like make your own game. It just depends on what you make and if it takes off. It's kind of like, you know, if you made like remember the Flappy Bird for the uh, iPhone yeah, or whatever. Yes. Like it's kind of mm-hmm. like that, like where if you make like a stupid game and it just so happens to like make you rich, you know. Uh, They're going to come in and get their cut, but uh, you can always develop on these tools for free. And that's usually like everything Unity does that Unreal, uh, a bunch of the major players do that.
1: They must have been promoting it because it gave me an option to download it, and I've never seen that option before. And then on the launcher, under Store and Library, you have Unreal Engine. So I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this must be a new section. I hadn't ever seen that before. But um, you, it's out now. So if you're interested. You can actually check out Unreal Engine 5, and I've heard that it's a lot more stable than the other engines, um, including the one that LEGO Star Wars was built on, but we'll talk about that a little bit later.
0: <laughs> it's funny that your instinct is, you see it to be downloaded, and you go ahead and download it. It said free! I, I got yeah, I know. <laughs> I got the same. I got the same ad. I got a little pop-up window when I booted up my computer yesterday. It's it's available. Why don't you download it? And I was like, what am I gonna do with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. get, get like out that. of here. That's the like, difference between me and Rob. When I see free, I'm downloading it. I don't care what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: see, here's the thing, Jeff. For for the audio listeners, this doesn't necessarily apply to you, but we can see the room vectors in, and it looks nice and kept and neat, but behind that door, I know it's, it's like a, the worst episode of Hoarders. Because no, there's no, a lot no, of free
1: stuff. No, no, <laughs> no. That you don't no, don't no. Have in that closet. Not physical stuff. <laughs> digital stuff. Like a lot of free stuff it's not free. Physical. Can you believe
0: they just threw all this out? But the the if the listeners,
1: if the listeners want to send me any <laughs> free stuff, I'll take it. Just send it to my address. Wow. Yeah.
0: Uh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Unreal Five. Us. He's out. okay. All right. What else? Yeah. Uh.
1: So also. On the backs of Unreal Engine 5, Crystal Dynamics announced the next Tomb Raider game, which I am very excited about. I've beaten all of the the new rebooted Tomb Raiders, um, and I have loved every single one of them. So very happy that the next Tomb Raider game is going to be built on Unreal Engine 5. So that means it's going to look so good. And Tomb Raider said that Unreal is going to help them take their storytelling to the next level.
0: All they got to do is make a good game now.
1: Yeah. In
2: 2026, when we actually get the game and it's out on another series of consoles (laughs) that we're all waiting to purchase, you know.
1: Tomb Raider Uh, turned 25 last year. And Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light and Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris, which were those smaller mini uh, Tomb Raider games, Are actually coming out on the Switch later this year, so that's probably the perfect place for those type of games is on the Switch. But Mm -hmm. oh, I forgot to announce also that Unreal. Oh, their State of Unreal. (laughs) Epic did their State of Unreal keynote for twenty twenty two. That's where all these announcements are coming from.
0: Mm -hmm. Great.
1: Are you guys? Are you guys Tomb Raider fans?
0: No. What Uh, I do
1: like.
2: (laughs) I think the old ones suck um when you play them now yeah. uh but the, the new ones, ones are really good uh, yes. All that 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 trilogy yeah um that's i don't something... know if rob is like trolling or night now but those are pretty good you know if you ever we have two Here... things we're playing but like you know they're pretty good games actually
0: here's my experience with tomb raider are you ready for this <laughs> Here, if come. you
2: say if you say diamond looking boobs i'm gonna
0: Diamond-looking boobs, first and foremost. <laughs> Pyramid boobies. Yeah. Um, what I was gonna say, Jeff, before I was so correctly interrupted, was back, back, back in the day. We're talking, we're talking Duke Nukem, 3D days, oh, wow. Jeff, on my, uh, my old, 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 old family computer maybe shoot i don't know 97 98 one time i don't even remember why what the occasion was but my mom came home with a copy of tomb raider in a it, it, on a cd in a little jewel case and she was like it's supposed to be good
3: <laughs> uh,
0: and she yeah. gave it to me and and this was back in the day where you could just get a video game on a cd and it would just pretty much work no matter what, when you put it on a yeah. computer. like You didn't have to have particular specs. Right. Um, and playing it on mouse and keyboard. I got to tell you, that game was so bad. And it was the first one. It was the, f- as, at least I, yeah, it was the first one.
1: Probably, I, yeah. I, I that was I 96.
0: It. Yeah, so it was probably 97 or 98 when she gave it to me. Um Because I remember I was in, like freshman year of high school or something like that, mm-hmm. and it was so bad. But what I do remember was because that was that that was the early days of the internet, Jeff. And the early days of the internet would be like you go in the AOL chat rooms, and you'd be like the video game chats, and you'd be like you know about the naked code in Tomb oh, Raider. Yeah, yeah. All you got to do is climb this hill. <laughs> you got to bang the wall 30 times. You got to <laughs> kill this enemy. You got to spin and jump backwards into this pit. And if you do it all right, she's going to be naked. <laughs> and you know, I was like, let's just give this a shot. And I got news for you, Jeff. She never took her top off.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Never,
0: ever, ever. And I said, never again. Wipe my hands of that what? game, and I never touched another Tomb Raider oh, game,
1: man. And... Mm. Well, I would ha- Jeff and I would both highly recommend the 2013 reboot, mm-hmm. as well as the next two. There's the it was a great trilogy, and it's I think everything that people had promised to you about Uncharted, Rob. That's what these new Tomb Raiders are a more modern Uncharted. How about that? Yeah, well, I
0: think... Uncharted oh, yeah. kind of sucks when it comes to gameplay. Oh. Is it better?
1: Yeah, it's way better. Oh, uh-oh. I'm talking the
0: about the first Uncharted, everybody. Just so the everybody shooting is way better. better.
1: The arrows, the bow and arrows are way better. Jeff played it. I yeah. beat all three of them, and I loved it.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. After I beat all the, un- <laughs> I almost said Unreal, all of the Uncharted games, like I promised I would, Yes. Uh-huh. maybe I'll get to Tomb Raider after It
1: that. might be on Game Pass. Let me you check. Know- you Know, I was saying? my first memory of
2: Tomb Raider is that uh, I think it's two. I was looking it up while you were talking. It's um, it was on a demo disc, I think, with Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, and you're in that cave and there's like a tiger in it. Yes, and right. uh, if you go back and look at that, boy, is that hard to look at. Like, there are textures for rocks, it looks like a camo kind of, and uh, man, it is like hard to stare at that. And I remember that's like my first time ever even looking at one of those games and like figuring out what those were. Uh which was very fun. But uh yeah. it's uh
1: it's been a minute. Apparently apparently the Rise of the Tomb Raider is not on Game Pass. So you can get it pretty cheap if you're looking for it. So definitely for all of our listeners and for Rob, check out the new Tomb Raider reboot.
0: Whenever it comes out. All you got to do is stay alive till it comes out, everybody.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, and, I, and just to comment on the unreal thing, like it, this, this stuff is like cool. Like you know, you're glad they're putting out like new things, and it's always like interesting to hear like EA announces a game, like oh, this is Frostbite or whenever you know whenever they announced that with um like Battlefield and stuff. I think mm-hmm. might have been the first game that announced that uh, back in the day. But um, my problem is, is, I just don't know if this translates to you know better video games at some point. I know there probably is tools to make that happen, but to me, I'm interested in the uh, the outcome of this rather than the introduction of it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, Jeff Kannada on the DLC podcast was talking about it's going to get to the point where it's not the software that's holding you back. It's just you giving the creators you know the tools that they can just make whatever they want. And he made this analogy of, well, when you make a movie everybody has the same cameras available Mm -hmm. to them. So you can just go and pick up a camera. You don't have to develop the camera. You don't have to create it. So by having Mm -hmm. Unreal, you know, across the board, everyone can develop easily. He's saying that this is the time now where that gets out of the way and they can just focus on being creative. But at least from that Matrix demo, you know, every year they just get more and more powerful. So it's not something that's surprising but I think this new Tomb Raider is going to look pretty good.
0: Well, I would assume so. We all saw that Matrix demo. Outside (laughs) of it being absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing has (laughs) never looked so good. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, Something else looked pretty good, Rob. And that's Max Payne's face. The original Max (laughs) Payne (laughs) and Max Payne 2 are getting a remake. Remedy announced. Later this year, they're going to be releasing it for... And it's going to be a single title with both games, Max Payne and Max Payne 2, The Mm -hmm. Fall of Max Payne, coming out for PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, and S. And I am very excited about this because the same thing that they're doing with Alan Wake, Mm -hmm. remastered, I'm very excited for this Max Payne because when Max Payne first came out, that was one of my favorite games to play to laugh at the guy's face, and then to jump <laughs> and shoot. That was my favorite thing yeah. in the world, to do the the bullet, the time. And bullet yeah. time. That was my favorite thing. So I'm glad, because they look like trash right now. If you try to play those original Max Payne games, they do not yeah. look very good. And uh,
2: I guess my comment, and the reason I think I added this onto our notes, or right, I put up that tweet that Remedy uh-huh. announced, it's interesting to me um just from like I guess more of an industry side of things of Remedy taking that project on and like you know Rockstar outsourcing them when well, I think in maybe in our minds you know control Alan Wake like yeah. you think of the games that that studios release you you think maybe more original content it's interesting to me that they're coming back to a franchise that is not their own uh and there could be some other kind of tie in that I'm just unaware of but it's just interesting that they like tapped remedy or remedy is involved in that. And um, I wonder if that's more for like keeping the lights on, <laughs> you know, in that studio mm. or if that's, you know, some other tie there. Um, it's just interesting to come out of that. You know, you normally you'd see like these kind of things, you know, divvied up like, like the, 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 uh, the Grand Theft Auto remasters are done by technically Grove Street games, but they're the ones doing like a lot of the mobile releases for stuff for Rockstar. Um I'm just – it was kind of curious that they tapped Remedy for for this and, and why that would, like, work business-wise.
1: Yeah. Did either of you play the Remedy update of Max – I'm sorry, Alan Wake, Alan Wake Remastered?
2: I have not – is that out? I didn't even know it was out. But I know it exists or it's coming, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. They um, And we – you and I, Jeff, played the original Max Payne's, and we talked about it on, on Xbox when we were uh, yeah. on our Xbox Live days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We were big fans of Alan Wake, this story in particular, and they're coming out with Alan Wake 2 next year, but that remake, um, or that remaster, I should say, um, has been done and is out. Yeah, Rob, uh, did you play Alan Wake?
0: No, no, no 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 that one is very (laughs) i know i i do want to play it it was something i was interested in at the time but just never got around to it and i i'm gonna do i've got on my queue uh lists of let's plays that i want to do for the geek so to speak youtube page and alan wake is one of them
1: that Uh, actually would be a really good one
0: yeah the let's plays on the the youtube are on a pause right now because i'm I want to focus more on single games rather than like a bunch at one time, but Alan Wake is on the list once uh, the Let's Plays relaunch.
1: Yeah, it looks like Jeff the remaster came out in October, mm. so just about six okay. months ago. Um, yeah. That is definitely one that I would I would go back to. That's one of those games we I think we talked about in a previous game or a previous level of Sandbox Gamers, where your memory of the games is different than. Mm-hmm what actually is, and then so some of these remasters, it's more of updating it to the point where, oh yeah, that's kind of how I thought it looked, that's how I thought I remembered it, and it just makes it more palatable today to play the games that you loved with the the stories that you really liked, but the graphics are not looking so good.
2: Yeah, also funny uh, enough that uh, Remedy has... Uh, Tencent is involved in Remedy. They actually own a little percentage of, of uh, Remedy. Oh dang! Oh wow! To to Tencent too, because uh, Tencent owns everything. Yes. Uh, just a an interesting uh, thing, just from that business side. I wonder if that's you know, this seems like a business decision. This doesn't seem like a passion thing for anybody yeah. at Remedy. Uh, again, I could be wrong. I don't know if there's any background there, but
1: um, yeah, they, yeah, and they the it's a Remedy choice. CEO is kind of the politically correct answer he, who's putting out, oh, yeah, we're good friends and we're going to have a good time and this is good and yeah. blah, 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 whatever. Well, hopefully so, it's not trash. Yeah, I will be playing it, Rob. I hope we will get some nice Let's Play content for these new Max Payne remakes and the Alan Wake remake.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll get that Alan Wake on there just <laughs> for you, buddy. I like Just it. for you. What's this uh, I see right here on the show notes about an Xbox Series X Slim?
1: The rumor has it, Microsoft is working on a smaller console CPU. Now, the Xbox Series X, which I have right next to me, is a straight up, looks like a refrigerator. Straight <laughs> up and down, a little fatty compared to <laughs> the PlayStation. Fatty.
0: Huh. My little fatty.
1: And the Series X. Okay. So for the Series X, there is a rumor right now that it's going to be a slim version of the Series X. We all have the Series X, right? Well, Jeff, almost all
2: them. of us. My well, FedEx, you know, in <laughs> Arizona, Phoenix sucks. Uh, man, they—I've had so many problems with them over the last two years. But anyway, I was supposed to have it today, but they effed me. Uh, But I will have it soon. And uh, you guys are, I don't, I don't buy, I typically, well, I'm trying to think of any time I've bought, like, a revision of a console. Yeah. A 360 for sure. I definitely had multiple of those. Um, A PS2, I definitely had one of those thin, Mm -hmm. thin boys. Yes. Uh, And I'm trying to think of what else. That's kind of it, I think, for, like, revisions
1: that I've ever bought.
0: I've never bought a revision console. Yeah. My, my PlayStation 4 was kicking and coughing until the end. Yeah. Right oh, dang. <laughs>
1: yeah. I yeah. bought every revision of every console. <laughs> Going back to the PS1, <laughs> when they made it, when they called it the PS1. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it was yeah. originally just the PlayStation, right? And then... Hmm. Didn't they call the it PS- PSX at one point? There was also a PSX. There was
0: a PSX. I forgot about that yeah. thing. Yeah, right?
1: Yeah. So I've had every one of those... Every time there was a new, slimmer PlayStation, that was like, oh, that's a reason for me to buy another one. That's a reason. Uh, the reason. Oh, the Spider-Man PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, I've had the Star Wars. So I also have those theme consoles as well. So this one is looking mighty fine. Jeff, you picked the right time to buy an Xbox because now I got to sell mine, and I got to yeah. get this smaller one as soon as that comes out.
2: I just I just don't think it makes a huge difference. But were you going to say, Rob?
0: Oh, I was going to say, what? what's the... What's the motivation for buying an Xbox Series X slim if it's only slimmer? If it if there's not any more processing power, if it can't do anything quote unquote better than the mm-hmm. other one, other than taking up, you know, a third less space, maybe?
1: Well it If it puts out less heat, because this one I could fry an egg on the top of the Series X and and Jeff has done tests where he puts a ping pong ball on it and levitates it <laughs> uh but I'll is that get true, done Jeff? it doesn't work it's a good joke, but it doesn't work <laughs> I'll get done playing um halo and I'm like man why is it so hot in here and I go over there oh shoot my xbox yeah. is putting off all this heat so if they could get the heat down if it's let's say half the size theoretically there should be half the heat coming out mm. but that yeah. would that would be a reason for me i guess I mean, I guess it it makes sense what you're talking about, but like I
2: just these consoles just sit in the corner of the room for me. So I just never I never experienced that issue or I never noticed it like it's fine. Like like with Rob, I didn't have the new iterations of the PS4. I had only the only things I've ever had was like the Destiny PS4, the white one. I did buy like an Xbox 360 Elite at one point because they put Wi-Fi in that. If you remember, like it was Mm -hmm. built in Wi-Fi and the little adapter. So things like that make sense. But I feel like we're at a point now where like, you know, what an era that was before where, you know, like 360 was banking on like, you know, their DVD drives. And like, they're like, well, we won't put Wi-Fi in here. We'll put an adapter. You know, they were taking risks where I feel like now the consoles have like settled into like what they're supposed to be, you know. So I feel like you're just not unless you get like an OLED screen on a Nintendo, which for me, I play on my TV over here. Like I just don't have a reason to to have that. So I just haven't even bought that, you know. Yeah.
3: Well so I guess Rob lied also, because he does have an OLED.
0: That's true. Mm. I guess you're right. I did buy the OLED, but I don't I it didn't even pop into my mind because it's still in the box.
3: Yeah. Over there. <laughs> you're so <laughs> rude.
2: You're so, you're so rude to Nintendo. And my switch,
0: my old switch is in the cabinet, just sitting in there with old electronics. Because you know, I never play it.
1: You know, they get lonely too, right? You know, if (laughs) 2012 Rob could see 2022 Rob, that he's not eating fast food. He's not (laughs) playing Nintendo consoles. I don't even know if he drinks monsters anymore. This, (laughs) this 2022 Rob, I don't even recognize him anymore.
0: I took, I'm doing a, a test of willpower this month to see, I think I told you about this already. Uh, yeah, I did tell you guys where I am. I stopped drinking soda and monsters. Oh, I'm mainly just drinking water. I started drinking coffee in the mornings,
3: mm. uh, which Here I don't.
0: I've I've never liked coffee. Like it's just it's not a taste that really appeals to me. Yeah, but I do doing it mainly just to see what happens. And I've made a pact with myself that I am not eating fast food for this month. Also, mainly because I'm just getting sick of fast food in general. Uh, yeah, so we've been doing like hello fresh and stuff like that which is some pretty good meals and stuff. yeah and the places that i do go i know this is a video game podcast so i'll wrap this up quickly but mainly places just with healthier options uh again just as a test of willpower to see what happens yeah. and i'm down five pounds boys
1: well you can play games Ooh. easier that's that's gonna be a a great reason to get healthy, Rob, you're going to be able to, to hold those those controllers and your thumbs are going to move faster and your games are going to get better. <laughs> Heck yeah. You see that
0: right there, boys? <laughs> that's what it's going to be. This is an
1: audio podcast. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. You guys on, the, on, on your Apple phones, you're just going to have to imagine what I just did. It was pretty rad.
2: By the way, just a quick correction to the Max Payne story. Remedy actually developed the original game. And then I think was later bought by Rockstar. So oh. that maybe is the tie-in, huh. which is interesting. But yeah, anyway, consoles, I'm not buying any new things probably.
1: I don't need to.
2: They don't yeah. really. And like I said,
1: this you know, is just a rumor. We don't even, this isn't even the official report. But yeah. people are speculating online already because the, the Series X just came out last year or two yeah. years ago. It'd, um, so It'd be
2: interesting to me if they did like a, uh, like a Mac Mini Size yes. Xbox, yeah. music. Like If they were able to pull something like that off. I'm that sure, would they be great will
1: right have like five years down the line or whatever.
3: Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, so the next thing on the docket: Nvidia will make you sign into Steam or Epic to try its new cloud gaming demos.
1: Yes, this is my cloud gaming section that I like to update and tell everybody about. <laughs> Because I'm the only one I think that likes cloud gaming. And uh, I'll go to the
2: bathroom. I'll be right back, guys. Hold on.
1: That thinks it's the future. <laughs> Jeff W. would rather go to the bathroom <laughs> and talk about Google Stadia <laughs> and cloud gaming. But there is a new announcement uh, following Google's recent announcement, which I think we talked about on a previous level of the Sandbox Gamers. Google. Allowed any Stadia developer to offer instantly accessible free trials of their games without needing to log into a Google account. So they eliminated one step to getting to your game, just pressing play. So now, Nvidia, in turn, with their GeForce Now service, is pushing out these quote unquote reduced friction demos, mm-hmm. starting with Chorus, Ghost Runner, Inscription, Diplomacy is Not an Option, and the Rift, Bre- Rift Breaker Prologue. Um I have played Chorus and Inscription. I have not played the other ones. Typically you have to log in and this is something that I found out because Rob allowed me so graciously to test out his GeForce Now. Mm-hmm. I found out that not only do you have to log in to the Nvidia account, mm-hmm. then you have to log into a Steam,
0: Steam or yeah, Epic, Epic or, or Ubisoft
1: uh-huh. to play demos on GeForce Now. So you have to search for them in there as well. So it's not as easy or or user-friendly as I would like. But once you actually get it going, once you're actually in the game, then it's actually fun. But this is just reducing the friction, as they say in this Verge article that we will link in the show notes. Um, Cloud gaming needs to have less friction for it to be adopted to mainstream gamers. And to get Jeff W. off the toilet and playing cloud gaming, we got to have just a one click instant play like Jeff's scrolling Mm -hmm. through YouTube and he says, Oh, there's a demo for chorus. Let me try that out. I heard Vector's playing that. Let me try it out. Click. And he's playing it right there. That should be the end game of cloud gaming. So hopefully this is one step closer for people trying out cloud gaming and having more adoption boys. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We'll see. I've, I don't know, man. It's just... I'm not positive this is the future. I'm not as sold <laughs> on this as you are. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> no.
1: That's why we have all sides of the coin on this podcast. And why we I will continue to update on the cloud gaming situation because I know everyone is interested.
0: Every single listener. That's right. Now, the... The, I'm going to let you talk about this last piece of news, but this is probably the biggest gaming news this week.
1: Yes. And so, I'm
0: very curious on everybody's opinion
1: on this. Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced at the 20th anniversary event for Kingdom Hearts. They, they announced a bunch of Kingdom Hearts stuff around all of the, like I said, around the 20th anniversary festivities. But in this trailer that we will link in the show notes, Kingdom Hearts Four was the big announcement uh, for everybody out there, for everybody who's been waiting, because it's been a while, and the trailer itself was leaving a little bit to be desired from the Disney characters. And that was the one thing that Rob was talking to us when when he first when the announcement first came out, and we were talking in our Discord chat. Rob said, if it doesn't have... This is the, the exact quote from Rob. If it doesn't have Star Wars, and it doesn't have Marvel, it doesn't have me, baby. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's why I say it, it too.
1: <laughs> it was baby. heavy on the Square Enix characters. Not so heavy on the Disney characters, and nothing from the other Disney properties.
0: <sighs> well, first and foremost... I'm not. I don't know, man. Something about Kingdom Hearts. I loved Kingdom Hearts, the first one when it came out a million yes. years ago. I was working yes. at Game Crazy.
3: It hit the shelves. I don't even remember if I knew about about it. Hearts Two came out. loved that one else want that
0: feeling from the first game back yeah um, so i'll be i'll be interested in kingdom hearts 4 if and only if it's a new story so I, I didn't play Kingdom Hearts 3, so I can't say this with certainty. But if the story wrapped up, like that's a done story. That's a done arc. And now we're starting Kingdom Hearts 4 and we're starting a brand new story, brand new continuity. I'd be into it. Number two, lose the gummy ships. Because that <laughs> part sucks. sucks, sucks. Um, <clears throat> I know I said I love the games, but you can love a game and there can still be crappy parts about it. Like uh, let's let's spider-man on playstation 4 and 5 for example mary jane levels suck (laughs) miles Mm -hmm. morales levels suck same with the gummy ship terrible also how many times do we need to go to to mount olympus in these games or the same old characters so it's got to be new stuff and they've got they've got marvel they've got they've got star wars In Kingdom Hearts 2, they did Pirates of the Caribbean. They can escape from fairy tale stories and cartoons and go into more fantastical things. So I I would really need it to go that way for me to want to play this. And that's my two cents, everybody.
1: Yeah, for you, a Kingdom Hearts fan? These games, I'm going to try to
2: say this in the nicest, I mean this in the nicest way possible. Uh Uh-oh. These games are for people that don't play video games. <laughs> that, choked on my drink. <laughs> that, that, and this is not a shot at anybody here that go to theme parks all the time <laughs> that only want <laughs> licensed horse shit. I hate these games. Um, and I don't... The thing is is I don't need Donald Duck in my Final Fantasy is my my yeah. thing. I don't need... This license like this, the license means nothing to me uh, personally. So I do not care about these games back. I don't think you've ever heard me talk about liking Kingdom Hearts other than like, you know, I remember playing this in like Dynasty Warriors Four, like, you know, like those games where you're just trying things on your PlayStation 2 back in the day. Uh-huh. Um, and this was just a big game at the time. So like, of course, like, you know, somebody had it and I, I had stepped foot in it. Um, I just don't like these games, uh, and to me, I don't know why we have to have more of it. And like Rob, like you said, I think if you if you go to YouTube and you just YouTube like Kingdom Hearts story, I think you're probably gonna find you know who knows how many uh, videos trying to summarize this like convoluted mess, uh, you know, uh, of what's happening. I mean. There, I'm sure there's, like, hour-long cuts of trying to just explain this this mess, you know. It is...
0: The first one that pops up is 36 minutes long.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and then this is
0: what you need to know to play Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. This is a yeah. rundown. This is a rundown, you know what I mean? Like, what well, That's not no different be than like
1: Metal Gear. Oh, my gosh.
0: Here's one that's an hour and a half.
1: Mm-hmm. I, but I think that's the same as Metal Gear or Zelda. The mythology, complicated mythologies, are nothing new. But um, the the story of Kingdom Hearts overall, I've never been into. Mm-hmm. It was the licensed characters, Jeff. Say, I'm the exact opposite. of You Jeff.
2: you don't count because you're you just like to see Darth Vader
1: with a controller. That's true. That's why it's I like the skins in Fortnite, and Jeff doesn't. That's why. I liked Disney Infinity and uh-huh. the little collectible characters that you put on the base stations. I liked all of that stuff, and that I I think I'm much like Rob. If they put Marvel and Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts Four, sold baby. And actually, I don't I think don't- you're
2: gonna play it that much though. Well, like you're not gonna play, actually play it a lot. He'll I'll pay play it for fifteen, 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you're gonna really play it. Like, it's some, just, th- those games are not. Well, really... if they have Star Wars and some eagle-eyed fans noticed Jeff, uh-huh. a foot in the trailer at the forty-seven second mark, uh, four minutes into the trailer, a foot forty-seven.
0: seconds?
1: of an ATST, which, if that is true. Then we're gonna have some Star Wars content. They didn't specifically show seconds. it. No, I just made that up. Uh, they didn't actually uh, show it in the. Tra- uh, they didn't actually show it in the trailer. I was, but I was literally looking just
2: looking for it. Yeah. I'm looking it up. I'm like, it's an asshole on a
1: couch. They pause the image, and it looks like the foot of one of the walkers. So if this- that is true. Let's go, baby. Let's and, I'm pre-ordering it. I'm buying it.
2: Tomorrow. My advice. My advice to anybody that likes these games, just go play a Final Fantasy game. Great <laughs> ones for the SNES. There's great ones for the PlayStations. They're remastered seven. Good games. You get to see who Cloud really is, not this guy with a key. Uh, it's great. You know, you should well, check those games. Kingdom out.
1: Hearts was actually my first action RPG I ever played where it wasn't turn based RPG. Mm-hmm. So that Factor was
0: actor is Reading my mind. That's that's the appeal of it to me. I'm not I'm not into turn based RPGs. Mm-hmm. JRPGs mm-hmm. just don't yeah. do it for me at all. Um, it, well I'll, I take it back. On a rare occasion, there's turn based combat games like like South Park: The Fractured Butthole,
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, for example. Those are okay. But the the action RPG element that was my first action. I've never played a Final Fantasy game. Uh, I'm going to tell you that right now. And my first delve into uh, the action rpg years and years ago was kingdom hearts like i i was grinding for levels before i even knew the term grinding was like i'd be fighting Sephiroth, and i'd be like this guy's kicking my ass And, (laughs) and i'd just go back to like uh uh clock town or whatever the i don't remember the name of the yeah. level but th- like the hub level and just killing heartless over and over to get my level up and i didn't know what grinding was i would just was something i thought i needed to do uh so the gameplay what was really got me in that i i looked at it for the characters and the gameplay was what kept me through it jeff and i know you <laughs> like gameplay jeff
3: <laughs> yeah
2: i mean i just i don't know i i I hope this is good. I don't ever want games to be bad, uh, but I just—I just
1: have a feeling about these Kingdom Hearts games. Well, the just only licensed characters that we see in the trailers at the very end, Donald and Goofy show up. Yeah, as I was so, say, that's not even heavily in here,
2: right? Yeah, because at least what they've shown.
1: Uh huh. Right? In the trailer, it's set in the real world, which the other ones have all been like fantasy Disney worlds. This one is set in the real world, and. Maybe there's going to be less Jeff, maybe there's going to be less Disney stuff. Mm. Um, but actually, Rob, a good one for you might be Final Fantasy 10. That was after I played Kingdom Hearts, the first Final Fantasy I went to was 10, and that was also like an action. Um, and then they had like 10, what was it X2 or something like that, was just focused on the girls. Mm-hmm. That also, those are all good action RPGs, and I think. This one is going to be good, but only time will tell. But we'll probably be reviewing it on the Sandbox Gamers.
0: I, I drew my line in the sand. It's got to be a new story. It's got to it's got to get rid of the stupid gummy ships, and it's got to have Star Wars and Marvel in it. <laughs> or at the very least, if it doesn't have those in it, just stop taking me back to the same places that you do every single game. So I don't need to go under the sea again.
3: <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to
0: see Alice in Wonderland again. <laughs> uh, what... I'm gonna, I'm, let me pose a question to you. I know you're not super into this, Jeff, but I'm still going to ask you, and I'm going to ask Factor, too. What Disney property that's not Marvel or, or Star Wars that hasn't been in mm. one of these games would you want to see?
3: Who? Let's see. I'm trying to think. Disney owns
2: pretty much everything, right? Sure. i trying to think of what... I would what...
1: say probably more the Pixar stuff, like WALL-E or, yeah, like, that the would newer be Pixar, an like, interesting pool.
0: Yeah. I bet yeah. you a million dollars they're gonna they're gonna do like Encanto. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, something
0: like that. Moana
1: <laughs> by the time this comes out,
0: yeah. Oh, it's not gonna come out for another seven or eight years. You'd know
3: that's
0: <laughs> how it's gonna be. Um, I think. Why don't they do? I think like a Bug's Life would be kind of cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I think like why not put Wally in here? I think that's like a perfect example. Or like just yeah, pull from Give me Emperor's new group. They're they're not gonna do this, but Ooh. they should they should pull like you know, they should pull from like you know some of their more obscure like you know like things like, that would play Mighty like you know, like the Disney Channel. Mighty Ducks is not good, but um <laughs> You know, maybe <laughs> you know, just I don't know. What else do they got in there? You know, just pull some like just some random, you know, Pixar stuff. I, but they have they done have they done that in any of them? I have not played any since the first I one.
0: think in the latest one they did Toy Story and they did Monsters Inc.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I think that was it. Yeah. Um, and they did Tangled, but that's not that's not Pixar.
2: Yeah, you know, I'd like to see some like Incredibles in there. Giving Incredibles you know, would be cool. That's probably like some of my favorite, you know, like I guess if we're going to jump into Star Wars, I know you said not either one of those, but, like, you know, why not put a Mando in there? I'm sure, like, I'm still, do you think if Star Wars is in here, Baby Yoda is in there, right? Yeah. Right, Grogu's in there. All those I,
1: things you want are in Fortnite, Jeff. Just play Fortnite and get the skins. Mm, yeah, see?
2: See, I don't know. <laughs> I just Don't do it, Jeff. Don't, don't you know. do it.
3: I, don't do yeah,
0: it. <laughs>
2: I'd like. I, I don't know. I'd like to see them, you know, or just incorporate some of the like, you know, you know. Last week we talked about some of the Saturday morning cartoons, you know. Put some like you random things Bales in there. In
3: there? Yeah, Bales, like,
2: what about Doug? They own Doug, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, in they the they terms, yes, they do. In so the they lo- could put yeah. Doug in there. Put I Doug in there. I guess they could. I guess they could.
2: You know, <laughs> do, do a little Boy Meets World. What else we got? There, you <laughs> know what I mean, do. <laughs> Do something. Put some random garbage in there. Like you got a ton of crap, just put it. Oh all in man,
0: there. I'm in the Lizzie McGuire stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Man, okay. I oh, hear those
2: gargoyles. Here they go.
0: <laughs> well, only time will tell, boys. Speaking of time telling, it's time for us to tell you the games we've been playing this week, and so we're gonna start. With Trent, what have you been playing this week, pal?
1: I played Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Mm-hmm. And this, my history with Lego Star Wars goes back to Hollywood Video and Game Crazy. When the first Lego Star Wars game came out, it was something new, something novel, these cute little characters. And how does everything in the game connect to Lego? So, okay. If you see little pieces on the ground, you can put them together and build something, just like a Lego piece in real life. You're collecting little Lego bits, and then at the end of each level, you're scored based on how many Lego pieces you've collected. So after, that was like 2005, right? Mm. 2005, 2006. After how many years have they introduced anything new? Because they were doing all of the movies... And this one, the new one, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, is all nine movies together. None of the side stuff, but just the nine movies. Actually, if you want a history of the Lego Star Wars series, check out the latest episode of The Holdo Maneuver on the Geek, so to speak, podcast network, because we actually went through all of the history of the Lego Star Wars games. But I think the answer to this new conundrum, Rob, Hmm. is the Skywalker Saga worth playing? Is it something new, or is it the same old, same old? And I'm going to say it is something new. It is worth playing. A couple of things that they added are well worth it. I think the camera has been updated. The It's got like a 360 camera that you can rotate with the right stick. There's shooting involved now, um, specifically. The shooting has been updated. The graphics, obviously, it looks different than any of the previous... Skywalker, or I should say, Lego Star Wars games. The resolution has been upped. And then the voice acting. So, this is something that has been. They've kind of changed it over the years. It started out with just mumbling, and it was like. Meh, 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 and there wasn't an actual language to it. It was like a Lego language. Mm-hmm. Then they added specific clips from the movies. And now what they've settled on is kind of a hybrid in between. It's not the actual actors it's not the clips from the movies but mm-hmm. they've hired voice actors to say the lines from the movies so to me it was kind of weird hearing Han Solo and it's not Harrison Ford hearing Luke Skywalker is not Mark mm-hmm. Hamill and I'm I'm kind of split between on that I'm, I'm kind of two minds because on the one hand I love the original voices from the movies you know I love the movies so I'd like to hear the actual original actors. But then, on the other hand, they do have some actually really good voice actors, including Sam Witwer, who was Palpatine and Darth Maul on Mm -hmm. Clone Wars and some of the animated shows. So all of the voice acting is actually good, but it's just not who you expect to hear when you're listening for Luke Skywalker or Han Solo. Um, Not something that Jeff W., Would care about because oh we're gonna get into
2: some voices later buddy jeff doesn't like me and rob are gonna talk about some voices question vector though is it because these aren't really doing anything though with the franchise other than just like churning out like not not the crap on the franchise because i do like you know lego batman and stuff i think they've done like great things with that um but these are just like Games where you're just basically going from set piece to set piece, right? That are like mimicking the movie. Like they're not really given any control over anything, right? I assume.
1: It's trying to be the in between moments of, like, for example, with the the level that I played, it's episode four, A New Hope. And all of the scenes that you didn't see. So you see in the movie Princess Leia going up to R2D2, putting the plans in there. Darth Mm -hmm. Vader coming out of the hallway and trying to find the plans. Also, a little bit of Rogue One too. Right, what's happening right as Rogue One is happening? The game is like the moments in between there. So it's like, oh, she was off. Princess Leia was off doing this before you saw her on screen, or Darth Vader was off doing this. So it's it is those. You're going from set piece to set piece. Um, but it's trying to be in between the moment the movie moments. And all of the movies are in here. Like I said, all nine Skywalker movies are in here. So you're gonna this is the first time you're seeing the new series, the seven, eight, and nine, which has Ray and Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. uh, Poe and, and Finn. So that's also like the novelty of it is you're you're getting the the originals the prequels, and now the sequel trilogy. So you're getting this whole Skywalker saga. Um, but I think there's enough new stuff in there. If you're a fan of Lego games and you're a fan of Star Wars, this is probably one that you want to pick up. Um, I like it because it's kind of like one of those mindless games that I can put on and put a podcast on, or mm-hmm. I can yeah. I can be listening to something in the background, and it's not, you know, it's just kind of fun collecting stuff going around smashing stuff collecting all the pieces and trying to see if you can get the high score i like this is one of those type of games like like my background games that that i like just to go through so i'm enjoying it this the 15 minutes of fun that i've played of it I'm enjoying Lego Star Wars Skywalker uh, Saga. I was
2: going to ask you haven't do they are they retreading ground to here or don't they have haven't they covered these like movies before? Yeah, the I'm originals
1: certain, right? The originals and the prequels they've covered already. This is the first time they're doing the sequel trilogy. Now, hmm. Is
0: it to clarify, is it the same game's remade? No. And they're in a collection or they rebuilt the game and it's different?
1: Yes, they're all rebuilt levels. Uh, but it's it's the same stories from the other okay. games, which is just the movies. <laughs> and also, Lego has this kind of uh, humor to it, where it doesn't take itself too seriously. And if you know the movie moments, it'll it does it, but with a funny. You know these are all family games, so it does it kind of like a funny twist to it. Like, oh, there's C3PO with his underwear on his head, <laughs> that was oh, funny. stuff like that. <laughs> like, oh, now Luke Skywalker got a pie in the face, wah, wah. he's so got a lampshade like on his yeah. head. Yeah, it's well, like
0: has a boner. <laughs> <you know. laughs>
1: Get the bandolier off. Yeah. so <laughs> any of you guys, Lego fans, Lego games? Well, uh, you, Jeff, you said Lego Batman. Yeah, I mean,
3: I
2: think uh, that that movie and that movie to me is like good. Like, you know, I think everybody in here probably like, I think, Rob, you've, you've talked about liking that.
0: Yeah. Lego too. Batman. Oh. I'm going to go out. I'm going to put a hot take on the table right now. Lego <laughs> Batman's the best Batman movie ever made, period. Okay.
2: Yeah, I, I am. am oh, no, no,
0: no. I not it's that bad. No, it's better. <laughs> it's better than the Batman. Oh.
1: Better than the Dark Knight. He's trolling us. No, nope. <laughs>
0: nope, it's better. No, no, no,
1: no. You guys are all
0: both these guys over here are like my Batman needs to be serious, brooding, angry, make up on some in my
3: ass.
0: Jesus. All right, there he goes. You know, I think
2: it, they they do. And that's why I appreciate when they give them when you give people more control and they can do something, because that's like what the movie did for to me is like, you get a little bit of originality in here. You get to, like, you make something that is, like, you know, last, not just, not just, like, set piece to set piece. And I, and like I said, story is not everything to me, so I understand what you're saying when you're like, hey, I like the gameplay of this. I like the repetitiveness of it. I like to just, you know, mindlessly play this because I kind of know where everything's going. I know, like, what's happening. I don't have to follow it 100%. Um, So I appreciate what they do. I just wish they would maybe do something where, like, maybe give them... Like, clearly they've done it with Batman, you know what I mean? Like, I think they could do something, you know, with the franchise. I, I know you're they're scared because they're doing all kinds of stuff with Star Wars now, but, you know, I would like to That's see some them have stuff. some original
1: Batman. stuff, you know? Yeah. Rob, are, are you interested in Skywalker Saga?
0: I mean, only in the loosest level. There, I've got so many games on my backlog to play right now. So I'm starting a new game every week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> These days.
3: Right? Yeah.
0: So, and... I've been invited to discuss this game on the Holdem Maneuver. I don't know, like four yeah. weeks from now, and so we'll see. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I get around to it. Otherwise, you're going to have to get Shaw from the Geek, so to speak, podcast to do it. Um, but I don't, I don't think I've played any Lego games. Actually, we talked about this the other day, Vector.
1: Yeah, I, I was t- shocked.
0: But I I seem to have like vague vague memories of the gameplay, so I don't really know if that was me playing it or if I'm just remembering watching somebody else play it.
1: Uh, but I feel like you would have played the original, because that was like I said, that was the novelty. It was like, oh, this is a Lego game, but they're doing it with these licensed franchises. Like, oh, there's Indiana Jones, there's Harry Potter, Star Wars was the first one.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I like Lego. I got Lego on my shelf, as you guys can see. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely not opposed <laughs> to Lego. Yeah. It's just the games haven't been something that really appeals to me. But you know, my boy, he's starting to get, he's not quite there yet, but he's starting to get into video gaming age, and something tells Ooh. me that's going to be something okay. that we do, I, that the nice. Lego games are going to be on yeah. the for him for sure. He sees me building Legos and he always wants to get in and I'm like, "I don't trust You kidding me? I don't trust you. Get, right. get your out of here." Don't mess up here. I'm yeah, trying to build yeah. a bonsai tree. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else you been playing?
1: Well, I've been playing Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I've been oh, playing I, that can game. can I say
2: something before Vector gets
1: into this? Uh-huh. Yeah, just a please, real
2: quick, just a real quick please, teaser.
0: Please say something. This-
2: Jeff. This time next week, this will go on the next show. I will have seen credits in Elden Ring. I what? just want to let this whole chat know. I've been what? grinding. <laughs> I will see credits. I am that close, I think. So we will get to that. Thanks. Just a little teaser. Jeff, but, Vector, so you jealous. were playing.
0: Yeah. I, I, no, we're. T- hold on, Vector. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous of you, Jeff. Yeah. Because, as you know, I love Elden Ring, and I'm mm-hmm. still like a level, I don't know, 19, because uh, I haven't been playing it because I've been playing all these other games. Yeah. But man, yeah. I want to get in back into Elden Ring so bad, Jeff. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mad jelly on you if, right now. If
2: it makes you feel better, um, which probably won't, but uh, the I'm so I think I'm near the end. Just from what, I, just from context and things I'm seeing. And I have a part of the map that is not unlocked yet, and I think I'm going to finish the game without unlocking it. So uh, <laughs> the game is big. The yeah. game is big. Is all I need to say. It, it is out of control. Like it is going to be. Like I still am going to have to be playing it after this. It's it's going to do
0: that new game plus. Uh
2: yeah. So they call it a journey. The journey two. There's mm-hmm. three endings. So you technically to see everything you need to beat the game like three times. Uh, but like. From what I've heard, the the second runs are pretty simple because you just know where things are. You know, there's not it doesn't change it up on you. So you just are kind of running two things, you know, uh, in your second run. But uh, okay. I am going to check out that new game. Plus, I do want to see what they offer for that.
0: All right. Well, I want to talk to you about the story, but we'll save that for next yeah. week. Uh, all right. I guess we'll let Vector back in. Vector, come back in.
1: Oh, yeah. well just like rob and jeff i've been playing tiny tina's wonderland
0: what do you know boys what's the the full the full it says i'm gonna okay i'm gonna tell you guys (laughs) the listeners here we go (laughs) you know what i'm putting i'm putting it all out there i'm leaving it all on the stage boys So at the end of last week's podcast, I don't remember if we said it on the podcast or if we were saying it off the mic, but we all came to an agreement that we were going to play Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Right? Right.
3: Yeah, and that's what I did.
0: Now, the game, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Jeff and I have both been playing this. We'll get into our opinions. Vactor has been playing Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon's Keep, a Wonderlands (laughs) one-shot adventure, which is not (laughs) Tiny Tina's Wonderlands.
1: Yeah.
0: That's it's like the... calling the the Ghostwire Tokyo
1: uh, anime novel
0: adventure yeah. prelude Ghostwire Tokyo, which it is not. Yeah. So, Same yeah, thing. he just said, yeah. No, no, no. You're wrong. So continue, <laughs> Trent, and tell us about Tiny Teen is Assault on Dragon's Keep, a Wonderland's one-shot adventure.
1: Ahead of Wonderland's release, Gearbox made Borderlands 2 DLC Assault on Dragon Keep, available as a standalone game called Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, which Hold came on. out. Hold
0: on, stop. I'm gonna read that sentence back to you. Gearbox made Borderlands 2 DLC, Assault on Dragon Keep as a the standalone Tiny Tina's Assault yeah. on Borderlands. Borderlands 2 DLC. You're playing Borderlands 2 DLC.
1: This is correct, and okay, it's just called so Tiny just Tina's Wonderland, just like we agreed to. So I can win again! I did it, everybody. So I just want to let everybody know that this is Borderlands 2 DLC, which I actually had downloaded for free on my epic oh, store which i didn't there realize it is and there i told it is, you this already so what his, is
0: gaslighting gaslighting Jeff's is a form is of manipulation really that perfected. often occurs in abusive relationships it's the covert type of emotional abuse where the bully or abuser i in this case factor misleads yeah. the target creating a false what? narrative target and making being them yeah. yeah
3: we're the targets
0: <laughs> and making them question their judgments and reality <laughs> ultimately the victims of gaslighting that's us jeff yeah start uh-huh. to feel unsure about their perceptions of the world
1: mm-hmm. and even
0: wonder if they are losing their sanity
1: this mm-hmm. makes no sense to what i said <laughs> i said i played tiny t is wonderland i don't know how that's an assault on either of these guys and misleading them i played it and i told them i was playing it because it was free on Epic, and I downloaded it one year, one month, one and I year. didn't even realize I well, downloaded it. Whenever it How came did. out, it, if it came out last year, then that is one year. I don't remember when I downloaded <laughs> it. <laughs> but, I was very happy that I didn't have to pay for it. So mm. I got a chance to play Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, a Wonderland one-shot adventure, mm-hmm. and it gave me a very good idea of what Tiny Tina's wonderlands is all about and i think rob and i have the same borderlands thoughts i forgot what jeff told us but i was never a fan of borderlands i played every Mm -hmm. single one of them every time they came out including the telltale ones which that's probably my favorite (laughs) borderlands is the telltale games or the telltale game Mm -hmm. i should say but the characters never appealed to me it's a first-person looter shooter. That grinding aspect of it, I never got into it. It just never sunk its teeth into me. So, this tiny Tina... I like the Dungeons & Dragons aspect. I have since gotten further into Dungeons and & Dragons and we we were talking about playing it with Shoff on Geek, so to speak. Well, That'll be... Maybe coming soon, Rob. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But I have played a Star Wars variant of Dungeons & Dragons now in my real life. And I have much more context than I did before. So this tiny Tina, I liked her being the dungeon master, her creating the game as it went on. I liked the humor of it. And then I also liked the voice actress who played Tina. Now, she's doing kind of like... um, a high-pitched voice, kind of like a Harley Quinn, almost. Mm-hmm. And at first, I actually thought it was Harley Quinn, the voice actor uh, who plays her. But actually, in reality, it's Ashley Birch, who is great on Mythic Quest, which if anybody has not seen Mythic Quest on Apple TV+, mm-hmm. Plus, I would highly recommend it, because it's about a video game company, and they're developing a new um, like, MMORPG... It's all the. It's like the Office, but for video games. They're inside of a video game company studio making uh-huh. new games. So I highly recommend that. But she's also been in a ton of other stuff. She was Kate Bishop in um, the Avengers game. She's, she's Aloy. Yeah, she's Horizon. Aloy in the Horizon games. She's Cassie. Street.
2: Cassie Cage in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, uh, she's got it.
1: She's got a ton of credits, but I, th- I would say Aloy is her biggest. Like, that's her, her yeah. claim to fame. And she's also from Phoenix. So that's another tie to hmm. all of us um, hmm. as we have lived close to Phoenix in our lives. But this uh, Borderlands DLC is actually only about five hours in length. So it shouldn't be too difficult for me to roll credits on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. So yeah. I should be able to do that before these two guys, Okay. because I got the one shot Ge- adventure. So I'm very proud of myself. I'm very happy. Uh, what did you guys think of okay, Tiny so- Tina's oh, Wonderland?
2: Okay, yes, yeah. so we, can we get to the real game? Is yeah, we're that that is- is- is talking about the actual that- game. It is, this is a game. Here? All right, so I'm going to say something first, Rob, because I just disrespect want to respect
1: say- the people who made a I- one shot adventure.
2: <laughs> In fact, I think you're right. I don't think any of us are into the Borderlands series, right? Mm-hmm. Or like super into. Yeah. It. Um, I'm. I'm into it like remote. There's game series like the Dark Souls and like this Borderlands stuff that like my brother is super into. So there were just times where I'm watching him play or just You've been exposed to it. Yeah, I've been exposed to it a bunch. And like I'm always, you know, chatting with him because I'm, ex- I'm I'm excited for things for him, you know, about some of these games. Yeah. Um. So I've never really been into them. I just can't do it. I've tried several times. Uh, I own all of them through various, you know, streaming platform uh, through platforms and stuff and consoles and whatever. Yeah, and I've just never been able to do it. Um, so I bought this over the weekend uh, after we agreed to play, it. and uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I just have to say, this might be—I don't know where the fans rank this. I really like this game, like a lot, like so much. So, Vactor, I think you should get it at some point. We well, should.
1: Well, if it has it. co-op, for sure, it does. It does. Okay. Yeah, I'll get so, it to play co-op
2: i ran i ran co-op with a buddy of mine and we got a couple hours in and you're just and it's nice because you can just join on somebody's game and you're just running through their missions basically like it's super simple stuff um to get going it's not like your your other games there's other games i have tried to get into like this that are you know the like you know if, if you're looking at like the uh elder elder scrolls online or whatever uh like that stuff's like hard to like, keep up with people, and this is, like, just super simple. You just join a campaign, basically, and you're playing through missions. Um, to me, though, the thing I think that you would love, and I'm I'm hoping Rob felt the same way about this, and I'll let him talk about it in just a second, because um, this stood out to me more than anything, almost. Um, the voice acting and the dialogue in this game is so good and funny to me. Like, it was... And maybe because I I, it came from a unexpected kind of level. Like, I wasn't really, I was like, I'd only kind of vaguely looked into this. I knew it was a Borderlands type game. And I was like, all right, I'll just play it with people that I just wanted to play. Because I was going to play with you guys. And I was going to play with another set of friends that I have that are also getting it. And I was like, all right, this is worth it then. Just because you guys are all playing it. Uh-huh. Um, and so, I mean, like, just to run down, like, just a little bit of the... The voices in here, Vector. Ashley Burch, you mentioned who she's great in this game. I feel like I heard like her her dialogue is funny. She delivers it well. Uh, definitely really good at that. Uh you know, I can see why she's in so many games. Um, Will Arnett is the dragon lord, yeah, near the main villain. And you hear from him, he's he's like an evil character, but he's like chatting with you throughout the game. Speaking like, of yeah, Lego Batman. Yeah. Uh, Valentine, who's kind of in your party, like kind of a friendly guy that's in your little, you know, Dungeons and Dragons group, uh, Valentine, he's played by Andy Samberg. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh a, a highlight for me is Wanda Sykes plays like your little robot buddy in there. That's also <laughs> yeah. in your group, just some really great lines about like slapping people and you know, <laughs> they don't really hold back on the dialogue too much. I mean, they're pretty, you know, they'll, they'll say some stuff in this game, but, uh, Yeah, they do. I'm sure there's other ones on here on this list, Vactor. I'll send you the list to look at. But the dialogue to me, like, I was there's points where I'm just like paying attention. Like, normally when I'm playing a co op game with everybody, I'm like turning the volume down on the game so I can hear it in the background, just what I need to hear so I can play and then just chatting with you guys. Whereas this one, I'm like, I actually kept it up and I'm like losing focus on the chat because I'm trying to hear what these guys are saying because it's genuinely making me laugh.
1: Oh, nice. I don't
2: know how you felt, Rob.
0: Uh I would agree the the voice acting is superb. Uh so generally the the premise is it's it's you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. So yep. as you progress through the game, you're you're not looking at the board. Well, I take it back. You are looking at the board, but you're continuing through the level and Tiny Tina who's narrating your adventure will Say oh, and you know this villain pops up, and now you're gonna do this, and now this item yeah. pops down, and i'm I'm generalizing it, but there the way it's written and the way it's performed is very good. It reminds me a lot, a lot a lot of the episode of community, The Dungeons and Dragons episode of community, yeah um if anybody listeners out there are familiar with that, I think they took that episode off Hulu what or oh,
3: wow huh.
0: because um chang that people complained that he was in blackface oh but but he wasn't in blackface technically because he was playing an elf and he was all black like he was being an elf um a dark elf so i guess you know i don't necessarily want to uh get into a whole debate about that and people are of course entitled to their opinions but the way that episode is narrated narrated and presented is the same way that this game is presented. And yeah. I agree with Jeff. The dialogue and the voice acting is very, very funny. Um, mm-hmm. It's very well-written. It's not unlike the last Borderland games. Like, I, I considered the other Borderland games, even though some of them aren't my favorites, to still be well-written games mm-hmm. Um, and have great voice acting in it as well. But the the, the setup and the premise of this game pushes it a lot further and it cuz it's still a Borderlands game. If you've yeah. played any Borderlands game, you know what this game is going to be like, yeah. but they right. add a lot more to it. Um mm. uh, now you can pick your classes. Like I picked the clawbringer class. same uh, yeah. Nice, Jeff. Virtual high uh, five. Same. Let's go, buddy. Um yeah. <laughs> But they have about twelve, or not twelve classes, but they have a six or seven classes you can choose from. They have a really in-depth character creation, and then you're you're creating your character like you would in Dungeons and Dragons. So you know you're putting points into your strength, your dexterity, intelligence, wisdom, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You're, you're
2: you're editing like race and appearance of your character too. Mm-hmm. So you're getting like different hairstyles. Like it's pretty involved. That, I can't remember Borderlands games. I'm sure they did that too, but I, I can't remember. No, I don't really like,
0: think they did involved. In the the Borderlands games, like two, one I didn't play, or I take mm-hmm. it back, I played very briefly. Two, I liked. I played Borderlands two, uh, pretty deep into it. I don't think I ever beat it, but I played a lot, a lot of that game. And then three, I didn't really enjoy. Like I fell off of that game pretty fast. But essentially, in those games, you start with there's four different characters. You got like the action guy, the stealth guy, and then some. Uh, the heavy hitter like the muscle guy and you just just pick which character you want to go with and that's that like this is really letting you pick your attributes from the ground up and Mm -hmm. since it is a looter shooter it's still a looter shooter but it's not just guns and loot this time I mean you've got um, you can pick magic spells up like there's tons of spells every two seconds you're running into new spells Uh, of course you can only carry one at a time or at least so far I'm not terribly uh, leveled up just yet. I've only been I've only got about six hours under my belt for this game so far. Um, but the further you get into it also Den of Geek. Oh, Vactor just sent me a link to the <laughs> the, um, the uh, community Dungeons and Dragons episode.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to mention too, um you made a a great point about the gameplay. I think just to describe it for Vactor, I'm not sure uh, what game you were playing, but um <laughs> so It's also entertaining. I told you what game it was. (laughs) Yeah, before I played, (laughs) played. it wasn't one we
3: played. Uh But
2: um, they do they do an interesting thing in here where so there's kind of like three like different kind of like I don't want to say modes, but there's kind of like three different things you're 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 kind of switching in between and in and out here. So there's like a so you have like the overall like cutscenes and like your group of people at the table playing you know D and D. And they'll uh-huh. cut in between that, and they're giving you dialogue there, and then you come down into the main game. I would say, like the over, you know, arc. It's an overworld. Banding. Overworld, yeah. And your your character's small; they have big heads. You're running around like a D and D map, kind of, and you're selecting these little areas. It's like, oh, hey, look, here's a little camp that you go to, and then you walk up to it, and your character will open that area, or you have to like hit something to open up something, or hit open like a little like a little Cheeto. Or whatever that was or on the a map. a bottle and it, cap or something. Yeah, a bottle cap. Yeah, and I, like, it'll open up like the next little area. And then when you go to select the area, it'll then take you into like first-person mode with a gun, and then you do that encounter. Um, and in your overworld, not the first-person view, but the overworld where you're running around on the board, basically, uh, you can run into like grassy areas. And kind of like Pokemon, when you run into grassy areas, like, you can get these random encounters that pop up, and then you have to fight them and do their encounter. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's really keeping me, you know, intrigued or like interested because it's like, I'm consistently doing something different, you know, like I'm in and out of things or the encounters feel like kind of short bursts. I did have, uh, there is, you know, the butt stallion mission Mm -hmm. where you liberate the city. I think Rob, you got past that, but we both had at least hit that. Right. Um, that mission is kind of long, you know, it's a little drawn out, I guess you could say, but like, it was good. It wasn't like it's not all you do the whole game. Like you get to that point and you get like a decently long mission and then you feel like you're making progress and then you go right back to the overworld and you're you know you're doing things there. um and it's just like a nice change up in the pace of that game that I think is nice, especially with the dialogue being so good. I think and you know, the voice acting being so good, like uh it just it's a nice way f- to pace a game for me, I feel like.
0: Yeah, so after the after you liberate the butt stallion, I won't spoil it too much for you, Jeff. But you get yeah. into another mission where you're trying to find a special sword, and so mm-hmm. this and the butt stallion is with you the whole time, and it's just as long. Like the main kit, ca- that's one thing I like is that it's it has an open world feel to it, but it's not an open world game. Like it's it's a very linear down to the, the straight path because you'll you're right, you'll be on the the overworld, the dungeons and dragons types and you unlock these areas that are these big sort of like sandboxy areas where really you're just trying to get from point A to point B and you can go straight there or you can take like a little side path to get there on the left or the right but it's definitely more controlled feelings. But once you get past that area or once you get past that mission after you get the butt stallion and again I won't mm. get too much into the story because there's there's big story beats in it but you get to a point where you can start doing side missions like people have like wanted posters and job posters up okay uh, and yeah. like the tavern and stuff and you can go to like a blacksmith and start upgrading your stuff like you can buy uh more room in your pouch uh, start upgrading your weapons like the ammo c- capacity of your weapons things like that and just in general because there's so many different weapons so it's more like shotgun ammo you can have more and whatever yeah. shotguns you find that'll be upgraded or pistols whatever of the million pistols that are out there are, mm. are there too um and so i'm i'm really enjoying this game I, the presentation of it is great in my opinion the storytelling is great the voice acting's great the the they've changed up the combat enough from part three to keep me interested because that's what got me bored in part three is that it felt like it was exactly the same as part two and some people might like that but for me i just was like well i played this game already i don't want to play more of it um and one thing i really like jeff is that and i don't know if you've run into this but when you get into these big open world type areas like it encourages me encourages you to explore. Because in the nooks and crannies of the area, you'll find like the 12-sided dice or the 16-sided dice just hanging, yeah. and mm-hmm. you can hit those. And it'll give you a lot of loot. It'll give you money, and it'll give you loot. And uh, uh, the odds of getting a a more rare or rarer, whatever the grammatically correct way to yeah. say that is, a rarer weapon or spell or overshield um, or backpack, your odds are up to get those things Mm -hmm. when you find them. Um, And that's where I
2: feel like the the co-op, it really came to handy with me playing. I was just playing with me and just one other buddy, but it was nice because we could split the map, you know, the area that you're in, you can explore every little nook and cranny, find the pieces, like all those, the the die that you find that increase your odds for getting higher items. You know, it was nice. And they, and they bundle that in with everybody. So it's like, if one person finds it, the whole party gets credit for it. And um, they handle that stuff really well. Yeah. And I, and I think that's where, like, when if we all play it, when we all play it, hopefully, um, you know, you'll, it, that experience is, I think, you could tell they built this around co op. Uh, it is, it has yeah. a very, very good aspects. Like, there's reasons to play this co op for me. Like, this is, you can play by yourself, it's going to work, it's going to be fine. Uh, but it's nice to have that extra hand, you know, to run around while this person is doing some dialogue for us. So while this person's opening this up, you can venture off around that little area and find mm-hmm. things for the team. Which and is-
1: you don't have to wait two nice. hours to get to the co-op?
2: No. Yeah, you can jump right in. There is a tutorial yeah. uh, in my experience when when I did it, uh, I could my buddy could not join me until I got right past the tutorial. But then literally, I mean, you do like a couple like jumping over a tree. You do like the very basic yeah. like this is how it controls. And then he joined me. So he joined me literally right away. I mean, we were in the, like almost at the very beginning of the game. It takes just a few minutes. So like back there, if you get it, you'll play for 10 minutes and then you'll be ready to go to for us to like join you and play. It's it's, they handle it
0: great. Yeah. My only criticism of the game, at least so far, is. So at the further you go along Vactor, it's it is like a Dungeons and Dragons in the sense that the further you go, the more bad guys you kill, you're getting XP and the more XP you get, you level up just like you would expect you get hero points, you get skill points. You can start putting your points into, uh, you know, moves. How strong your guns are, how strong you are, et cetera, et cetera. But it this game does the same thing that the other Borderlands games did that I wasn't a big fan of is that the 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 higher your level gets, the the enemies all level with you oh. as you further along. So you start the game and all the enemies are level one, and as soon as I hit level two, all of a sudden all the enemies are level two. And I hit level three, all the enemies are level three, et cetera, et cetera. I just, if I had to change anything, I wish it would just be more of a, a variety in terms of levels. Like, if I'm in a, a little sandboxy area, sprinkle a couple ones, a couple twos in there, like the grunts in Halo. And then yeah. you've got the elites, and then you've got... um uh, I forget what the names of the, like the twin characters in Halo, like the two big aliens with the dreadlocks who come oh, right. with the shield and swords. Uh,
3: hunters.
1: Uh,
0: hunters. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. I wish, the, I wish the levels were set up more like that, where I'm getting a variety of enemies, more difficult there's enemies. There's like a progression of, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. because for the most part, all, all the enemies, there's it's just as hard to kill a level one when you're a level one as you're killing a level 10 when oh, you're a level 10.
3: yeah, Like,
0: that's yeah. because they're all leveling with you. So I'm not seeing certain weapons give you a little more, because each weapon you find, you know, they all have their, their strength, their reload speed, their accuracy, and you can start comparing and contrasting. And sometimes you'll find really OP weapons that really will take people out, but for the most mm-hmm. part, and spells too, but for the most part, it feels yeah. like, a little stuck there and so that's really my only complaint but the 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 pros are really outweighing the cons for me um and the last thing i'm going to say about it is that it looks good 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 on that Mm -hmm. ultra wide vector in general it looks good uh we're we're both playing it on pc
2: yeah i was gonna ask did you get it through pc yeah mine has been perfect no crashes nothing
0: yeah i haven't had any issues uh mm. playing the games and i'm sure it runs fine on the xbox series x and the playstation 5 but it's it's so good it's so accessible that even our pal shop can play it oh wow yeah, and I, and I think we should make a rating system where would shop like it yes or no <laughs> <laughs> uh Shof being mm. our co-host on the geek so to speak podcast just in case
1: anybody is else it, it no is it not scary and is it easy these are the <laughs> criteria
2: oh wow Right, sure? <laughs>
0: wow. you guys are gonna well, t-
2: take shots at him all I did well, is I, that he think, nice I didn't say anything
0: mode. like that but uh-huh. I think it, it's more accessible like it, it's not it's not Elden Ring I'll just put yeah. it that way you're not yeah, dying that is true. over and over that, in the first 30 minutes
2: that is, that is true you know and it's not even to send shots at Shaw, he just likes certain types of games and I think this is something where I'd be like hey like you know, like this to me is going to be something that Vactor even is going to be like, hey, play this and you're going to have a better time than Elden Ring. It's, uh, you know, I, I don't know what this I haven't looked it up or looked at any kind of like walkthrough or any kind of like, I don't know how big this game is, um, but I'm, I'm I'm going to guess it's probably not a 40, 50 hour game minimum. Like Jeff, Elden All Ring, you got to you know? do is look in mm-hmm. our
1: discord. I sent the times on how long to beat this game and the game that I played. Uh, oh. This one is 15 hours.
2: Oh yeah. Well, you know, I don't read your links anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think, but I think this is, I think this is accessible in fact, I would, I think, you would get, you're gonna get a kick out of the, the voice acting here. I mean, like it is the dialogue. I can't state it enough. Like, surprised me. I was like, wow. I'm like, actually giggling, not like, you know, forcefully rolling my eyes or whatever. You know, like it is. It's, yeah. You it's have really a higher weird.
1: threshold for. Comedy and games. I laugh yeah. at uh, stuff that you probably do not laugh at. So I, I'm sure I will enjoy um, the even just from the the one shot game. Like I said, the humor already got me from the opening minutes. Just as soon as it it started, yeah. just the opening made me laugh. So I
0: think Andy Sandberg's gonna tickle your funny bone, no matter Ooh, yeah. why. the way yeah, he yeah. delivers his lines in this, er, yeah. er. he's pretty good.
1: He's and Will Arnett does on anything that he's in. Yeah, yeah,
0: and Will Arnett is just being Will Arnett. Like, yeah, everybody's doing a very good job. And Wanda Sykes is just is Wanda Sykes. Like everybody's. She, yeah, job. the
2: attitude of the robot, the claptrap kind of vibe from her from the older game. You, it's just, yeah, man. I I can't I, I can't express enough how much I was surprised about that because I didn't even I didn't look any of that up. Before I went in, I was just like, and you know, Vector, you know me, like, I don't really recognize voices very well, but I'm recognizing voices in it and I'm, you know, uh, I'm laughing through it. Uh, it is, yeah, I can't, it, this year has been crazy for games because I've, I've loved so many of the ones already that we've played, just, you know, us doing this, uh-huh. Tunic, you know, in this April. Elden Ring, you know, we're only in April and I'm like, the, all the, all of those games are worth playing to me in, uh, like you said, it feels like we're playing a new game every single week, uh, so we don't have time to finish some of these. But uh, I would like to, to get through this
1: uh, and, and play these. It's it's. I would great. highly recommend Have a Nice Death and Weird West also. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, real quick, I got a chance to play Patrick's Parabox, and that is a really good puzzle game. So if you, anyone's into puzzle games, Patrick's Parabox. Highly is this uh, Game Pass? Is this Game it's, Pass? Unfortunately, not. It's on uh, Steam, but there is a free demo, so that's okay. what I played. Well, there you that's go. I highly recommend. I think I'm going to buy it because it's very. It's a very good puzzler.
0: You're a very good puzzler, actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, last thing on the docket, just very quick. I'm going to touch on this because we're running long on this episode. But it says uh, Rob to give his thoughts on Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, we did a full in-depth review of Sonic the Hedgehog. 2 to on the latest, most recent episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, uh, myself and Shaw. Um, so I won't dive into too much details here. I'd rather point you to that podcast. But I will tell you that I think it's, it's, it might not be the worst video game movie ever made, but it's definitely in the top five. And I'll leave you and I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Uh, But thank you, thank you, thank you, gamers out there for joining us for another episode of the Sandbox Gamers. If you're not subscribed, hit subscribe, because we're coming at you every week with our hot takes and video game reviews and news, and we appreciate it. Uh, The Sandbox Gamers, you guys, as part of the Geek So To Speak podcast network, we're your video game news podcast. Geek So To Speak podcast, of course, is the granddaddy all, where we're talking all things geek, myself, Vector and shaw we're talking movies tv shows comic books trailers video games geek news and everything in between you've got the on maneuver which is your star trek centric or excuse me star wars centric podcast technological is your star trek centric podcast and then we have a micro podcast called Vector loves comics where our own Vector is giving you his micro reviews of all the comics He's reading these days you can find us on social media on twitter at sandbox gamer pod instagram at the sandbox gamers again like i said don't forget to subscribe rate review do all the things and we'll be back at you next week gg everybody
1: ggs is- i not poop in the sandbox